Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 111. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Carl and Dwayne. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Brian. Hey, Carl. And today we have a special guest, Mr. James Burns. Welcome. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Doing good. We're going to talk about today, the 25th anniversary of LEGO Star Wars. I can't believe it's been 25 years already. I know. It's yeah, crazy. It is crazy. So, we always start all of our podcasts with what you've gotten recently, so we'll start with you, James, if you have gotten anything recently. Well, as you posted uh, on Instagram earlier today, I've actually had a delivery from Billund from Lego, and I got the five 25th anniversary sets, which are coming out on March the 1st. So those, nice those timing. In the last couple of days, which is, uh, which is great news, and I actually built uh, Boarding the Tantive for this afternoon. <laughs> Uh, which is a great set, which includes uh, the unique Lego Star Wars 20th anniversary minifigure of Arc Trooper 5s. Uh, so that's pretty special. There's going to be six exclusive figures that are put in different sets uh, throughout 2024 that are most wanted minifigures. So figures that haven't come out previously, that have, for some reason, don't fit into other sets, but uh, Lego have decided that now's the right time to actually put some of those out is great news what are those figures well they all haven't been revealed yet a couple of them. <laughs> man i thought you was going to tell I'll me try, I'll try. <laughs> uh, so the uh arc trooper fives has been revealed and that's in the boarding intensive four then you've got darth malak who comes with the new r2d2 uh that's out also march the first and they've been well they've been hinting at another one if you go onto the lego star wars page on lego.com you'll see that they're they're talking about a rebel, and a lot of people seem to think it's Saw Guerrera, but bearing in mind, we've never had a Saw Guerrera minifigure before, and he's been in so many different bits of entertainment. He's been in the Bad Batch, he's been in Rebels, he's been in the Clone Wars, he's been in Rogue One as well. Uh, you know, so it's long overdue to get a Saw Guerrera figure, but Lego haven't actually come out and said that it is definitely Saw Guerrera yet, so I think we might have to wait a few more weeks to have that confirmed. There's lots of rumours about the other three minifigures, but nothing else that the Lego group have actually officially I've, said yet. I've heard Captain Rex, but, you know, you know, you hear a lot of stuff online. Well, Captain Rex came out last year in um, in the big UCS set, and people were frustrated <laughs> that he'd only come out in that set. But I think there's a pretty strong rumor that we're going to get a Captain Rex microfighter later this year. So, um, okay. I, I think if you're a Captain Rex fan and you particularly want that minifigure, I don't think you're going to have to wait too long to get it. Okay. Uh, anything else? Um, in terms of new stuff, so I've got the Lego. I'm trying to think what else has come recently. Not a lot. I'm waiting. Well, I've had some Star Wars Unlimited. You know the new trading card game that uh-huh. is officially uh, coming out on March the 8th. I've had some of that arrive. Um, wow, but... you, I can't get it yet. I, <laughs> I've got it on uh, order. Right. So uh, as, Mo, uh, as Modi, who actually make it, have sent us some samples to do some reviews and stuff on. So okay. uh, that will probably be going out over the next week. Um, so there's that. Um, well, I'm just trying to think. What else? I'm just looking around. Um, there's a few other things, but I can't talk about some of the other stuff that's arrived. <laughs> too early. Too early to talk about that for the moment. Okay. All right. Thanks. And we'll go to Dwayne. <coughs> well, um, not not a whole lot this month. Um, still seeing a lot of stuff kind of that has been announced as far as the shipping this month, but nothing. Uh, Yet, except for the uh, 
was it a four pack? The four pack of uh, Shop Disney <coughs> Joids from the Ahsoka mini series. Uh, of course, Brian, you secured that for oh, yeah. for all of us. I and, forgot uh, about that actually. That, now that you mentioned that, I got that too. <laughs> hand delivered. That was the only action figures that I got this month. But uh, uh, also, I got some uh, uh, Valentine's Day gifts from uh, both my wife and my mother. Um, I know that seems odd, but she's always been my Valentine. Uh, so, Mom, she got me um, some Star Wars pajama pants, or lounge pants. Pants is what they call them, but uh, they're original trilogy, so, which is what I prefer. Uh, and they're really soft and really comfortable. Uh, and then she also got me a, uh, a smaller, a smallish version of the <coughs> Star Wars Encyclopedia. Uh, that uh, it's not the big coffee table size version, but, but like the smaller version, I think it's intended more for kids. Uh, but she didn't know that, and it's fine. It's really interesting. It's got still got all the colored photos and re- reference photos and and uh, everything in it. So that was from mom. Now my wife got me um, my second ever Funko Pop. Uh, <laughs> she got me another Valentine. Funko of BB-8. Uh, the first one she got me was Valentine's Day about two years ago, I think, and it was a Stormtrooper. So now I have a Stormtrooper and a BB-8 Valentine's Funko Pops in my collection. Uh, of course, as you know, I don't buy them for myself. And she also got me some books, and this was the um, it was a three-volume set uh, that was released, I want to say <sighs> Celebration Chicago? Um, and it was, it was a huge coffee table volume. I think it was selling for around $250 at the time. Uh, it's a, uh, archives. I think it's just called the Star Wars Archives, uh, for episodes four, five, and six. So, um, and then the publishers and, and the author and everybody turned around about a year and a half later, I think, and made a more a smaller version of it. Uh, it comes in a slipcase, all three. There's one book for each movie, and uh, that one sells for, I think, $50 or less now. You can find it. So uh, my wife found that and, and picked that up for me, too. So just a couple more reference books. That's, those are kind of the, I don't really, I can't really read the novels anymore. I fall asleep too easily. <laughs> so I prefer picture books now. Okay. <laughs> like I was a kid. It's like I was a kid again. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Two books, two kind of, oh, I got a, mom also got me a Darth Vader Pez dispenser. Nice. For candy. She had to give me some candy. So not a, not a, not a, I was going to say not a whole lot, but, uh, you know, a few odds and ends this month. All right. James, what was you trying to say a minute ago? It kind of broke up. Yeah, I was just going to say, those books were written by a guy called Paul Duncan, who actually spent a lot of time with George and lots and lots of other people involved in the uh, original films. And there's some amazing stories in those. They're actually really, really worth reading. Uh, there's a lot of insight into the films and some real Easter eggs and bits and pieces in those books. So they're well worth reading. Okay. Yeah, I look forward to it. I've just thumbed through all three of them so far. But, you know, when I have some time to actually sit down and uh, chop them into smaller pieces, I guess. <laughs> that's that's the one set of books that I do not have is either one of those the original trilogy or prequels either one i've seen them but just haven't bought them yet 
All right, Carl, what'd you get? Um, not a whole lot. I did pick the Disney set that I kind of forgot about that you picked up for me and Dwayne when you ordered for a week of split shipping. But I got that, and I also got the Stormtrooper from the new Epic Hero line. I got I picked up three of him because you know you always need more than one Stormtrooper, and they are a little bit taller and a little bit more bulkier than you know like what we have. And they even gave him a hole in his back, but they didn't give him a backpack. So one cheap on us there, gave him a hole for a backpack, but no backpack. And, and the, the gun, too, I think is massively oversized, too, compared to the other 3.75-inch figures. Yeah. But, yeah, so I was looking at that, and that, that kind of reminded me almost of the power of the Force, too. Yeah, they're not uh, steroids. They're not gun. steroids, Star Wars, but they're close. Okay, okay. whose turn is it? Brian, have you already That'd be me. said what you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, real light this month, uh, I got a Darth Vader suitcase. Uh, they've also got different versions like R2 and a Stormtrooper. I'm not sure if what other ones they have, I just know that they have those three. Got them pretty cheap, considering how much they normally are. I got it for 50 bucks at, uh, or my wife picked it up, actually, at Ross. Nice. She went. She went looking for some of the figures that have been showing up there, and of course, the Ross that we have around here didn't have any figures at all, but had those instead. And picked up another vintage collection Stormtrooper. Uh, it's the uh, New Hope version. <clears throat> I'm gonna open this one. Uh, it's just an extra one. It's a, a beat up card, but yeah, you know, it doesn't matter because I'm gonna open it anyway. And then, of course, got the four pack Droid Factory. Which has a the first version of Yu Wang that we're going to that we're getting because we're getting one in vintage collection as well, and then another chopper which I think that's the same chopper that they put out what six seven years ago. Something yeah, like that. single card. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's uh, that's all I got. So not a whole lot for me. <clears throat> I also got the cipher four as well. Yeah, we all forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm getting tired. I had to set my phone down. <laughs> I thought it came from out of nowhere. That pack. It was bizarre. Yeah. Right. It's just like here it is, and then three days later it's up for sale, and then three days later you get it. <laughs> of course, yeah, maybe Brian, not for you, James, but uh, for us, yeah. Three days later. Yeah, you sent me a text, and I was like, "What pack?" And, and you're like, "Oh." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know that was already out." <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we have. Uh, here we have a, a meeting for our Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club every month, and for us it's on March the 9th here in our region, and it'll be at the Flatwoods Public Library for those that uh, are in our area and want to join. Uh, even if you're not in our area and you're just passing by, hit us up. You know, we don't mind having anybody stop by. Um, Dwayne, you want to talk about the news here? I wish I could, but since I don't have access to the Google Doc and oh. didn't have... <coughs> my computer to do research today all right carl can you talk about it okay news we have first up we have vintage collection news we have an escape from order 66 um which i think this is uh, a soga siege of mandalore pack and it's going to have r7a7 in it ch33p and rg slash g1 which i believe that's an amazon exclusive right mm-hmm yep yeah, I thought so. Yeah, which I may not pre-order it because the last two Amazon exclusives have ended up cheaper <laughs> later on if you've waited. <laughs> so, 
and the, also the an E wing and KE four <clears throat> N four was also announced, and it's already up for pre order as well right now. That was that was a nice nod to Kenner because obviously they've they've named the droid Kenner. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. I, I haven't ordered it, but my finger's been on the button several times, <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Um, Epic Hero series, we have The Mandalorian, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, another Ahsoka, <coughs> another Grogu, Stormtrooper, which I actually just showed here a second ago. And in the Black Series lightsabers, we have Force Effects Elite Yoda lightsaber and a Force Effects Sabine ran lightsaber as well, which that one I think would be a really cool one to have the Sabine one. And under miscellaneous category, we have Mandalorian dual attack gauntlet. I'm not sure what that is. Can it's you say a, something? What, what is that, Brian? Yep, took myself off mute. It's the, oh. the gauntlet that goes on their, their wrist, like uh, the Mandalorians have. that shoots oh, stuff, okay. you know, like the okay. whistling birds, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't have no idea what it was, so I thought I'd... Bite roller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, too. Um, lightsaber Whatever core. Whatever kid needs. Is that Kabar? Kabar core? Is that right? Am I saying that right? Kabar? Uh, um, Kyber. Kyber. Okay, Kyber core, Balon Sko. And then we have lightsaber forge, Kyber core, Sabine Wren. And we have lightsaber forge, Kyber core, Luke Skywalker. Lightsaber Forge Kyber Core Sokotano. And we have Lightsaber Forge Kyber Core Darksaber, which sounds the coolest of all of them to me. Um, Lightsaber Forge Kyber Core Darth Vader. And I think that is not a whole lot of news this month. I think that completes the news. Are those what do you know about Brian, these, James? Because I, I don't know anything about these things. That's what this, They sound like they're the cores for the Disney Parks Lightsaber Hills. No, so those are all uh, brand new lightsaber hilts that Hasbro are putting out that are okay. uh, part of the kids' line, effectively. And you can you can take parts off of, of of off of the different lightsabers and connect them and do some you know fun things with them. So they're all part of the kids' line, effectively. Uh, oh, okay. There's nothing really there for collectors apart from the Black Series stuff. Okay. Unless you are um, that stuff. One bit of news um, that's not necessarily collectible, toy related, but it was announced this month that the Phantom Menace 25th anniversary is being re-released in theaters on May 4th. May 3rd. May 3rd, yeah. Uh, that Around that time, May, May the 4th, May 3rd, um, in theaters. I don't know internationally whether it will be or not. Uh, and there is a special poster, just like they've done recently for the uh, Return of the Jedi and the Empire Strikes Back re-releases. But Jar Jar so, on it. <laughs> So if you're a poster collector, there's a, that's going to be out there probably available through Disney Rewards or, or if you can have connections at your local movie theater and get them to set one back for you. But um, not much longer because Disney Rewards is closing in the States. It, it is. I know the app has started, stopped working. Yeah, so it's closing. The last orders are May 20th in the U.S. So it's going to be interesting to see whether they still um, put posters up in some way for collectors to get them because that's been sort of like a lifeline for collectors over the last few years in enabling us to get those posters so without with disney movie rewards closing it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to make another way to get the posters yeah i guess that kind of makes sense 
since the Disney physical media, like the the, the Blu-rays and, <laughs> and uh, CDs and stuff like that, are kind of going out of storage too. Well, so well, so Disney have done a deal over the last week. Sony are going to be taking that on for Disney. So all so all Disney media that we know and love. So for example, just recently we've had the Mandalorian come out on Blu-ray season one and season two. We've also had Indiana Jones came out as well and the creator. So um, Sony are going to be looking after all of Disney's digital media moving forward. So any releases are, are going to be coming from them uh, and not from Disney. Okay. Sounds sounds like a plan, I guess. <laughs> At least we're still getting physical media because I will never I, stop buying physical media, media yeah. personally. Identify a diminishing part of your business model and sell it off to somebody else. Clever. Very, very clever. Yep. All right, so that's uh, not a lot of news. We got uh, our next discussion is going to be about the 25th anniversary of Lego Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, James, I, let, let me start with you and uh, go, because that's mainly, you know, one of the main reasons you're on here. Not the only reason. You know, we like talk, I like talking to you every once in a while. Um, what started this franchise of Star Wars hooking up with Lego. So, if you go back to the 90s, um, Lego were going through a really, really rough time. And they were on the verge of financial collapse. And at the same time, there was discussions going on at Lucasfilm about how to, how to, how to expand their, mar their, their merchandising. And they came up with the idea of potentially branching into construction toys and the idea of you know working with lego came up so there was a conversation um in the mid 90s between lego and lucasfilm about whether that was something that they could do and initially lego turned around and said it's not something we're interested in because we don't have any licensed products all of the products in the lego portfolio are all our own products so why would we want to bring in a licensed product um and I don't know what happened at Lego to make them change their mind, but eventually uh, they reached back out to Lucasfilm and they agreed <coughs> the deal in, uh, I think it was April 1998, to create sets. And with the prequels coming up imminently, those were the, some of the first sets that were put out, along with some original trilogy stuff as well. And I guess as, as history has shown, Star Wars pretty much saved the Lego brand because without it, I'm sure Lego would have gone under. Um, ironically, at around a similar time, although we've had it confirmed by the Lego group that Star Wars was signed first, they actually inked a deal with Disney for Winnie the Pooh uh, within a few weeks of the Star Wars deal. So we can categorically say that Star Wars was the first licensed theme uh, at the Lego group, followed closely by Winnie the Pooh, which is quite ironic now because obviously Disney owns Star Wars. So the, the, the theme has gone from strength to strength. I mean, it is uh, always one of Lego's top five themes. Uh, it has consistently been since 1999. And at one point, uh, around 10 years ago, Lego products in terms of the sets and all of the other licensed products such as games and apparel and everything else accounted for over 60% of Star Wars products sold in a in a given year so the effect that, le that 
Lego Star Wars has had on Star Wars in, a, in, in its entirety has been absolutely huge and continues to do so. I mean, if you look at what goes on when there's a Lego announcement regarding Star Wars, it's crazy. And it's still consistently selling, probably more so than ever before. And I have to say, COVID did marvels for the Lego brand because people were stuck at home and they were buying Lego kits. And it, you know, it helped by some, you know, really high profile people such as David Beckham uh, and Ellen and other people all jumping on the bandwagon and building Lego sets. So it's, it's, it's literally gone from strength to strength. And Lego really can't keep up with demand. They've got so many shops that want to stop their products, but they can't meet that demand. So there's, there's a, uh, a new factory being built in the States, the first ever U.S. factory is being built at the moment. Uh, so that they can create more sets and they can get it out to more people. So, you know, they've gone from where they were in, in the late 90s to being the biggest toy company in the world right now. They are bigger than Hasbro. They're bigger than Mattel. And the thing that people don't realize as well is that they're still a family-owned business. They're not privately owned. You can't buy shares in them. Um, and I think that's incredible. The other thing that people don't realize as well is that they give a percentage of their profits to the Lego Foundation where they do good. So um, recently they did a Brow set, which they give free to all people that need it. Um, they've also done, um, if you go and have a, um, a scan in a hospital now, they've done hospital sets where they can show children how these machines work, how these big, horrible machines work. So they can talk the kids through that. And they give all of those away free to the hospitals. They do an awful lot of charity work. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I I just can't believe that uh, whenever Lego, you know, gets like a new movie comes out or a show or something, they're one of the first licensees to have stuff out there, and it, it's amazing because you know Hasbro it takes them what a year, eighteen months a lot of times to get stuff out. Yeah. So it just amazes me how much stuff they have on the shelf ready to buy, you know, so soon. Sometimes it is sometimes you know if you if you look at the Ahsoka show, they had a you know two three sets from that available <coughs> straight away, but Hasbro did as well. So I think it's very much dependent on what Lucasfilm are able to share at any given time. If you go back to the Obi Wan series where we waited quite a long time for Hasbro product from that, there was a little bit of Lego product available, but it wasn't necessarily you know there was there was a brick heads and things like that, which which you know probably don't take an awful lot of time to design whereas obviously some of the bigger sets take a lot more time so i think it's dependent on what the show is um and obviously it's probably easier because with hasbro stuff you have to create new molds and the most expensive thing in creating any toys whether it's lego or hasbro stuff is those molds so when lego have bricks available from you know a huge array of different elements and different parts they can create something readily from those parts, especially if nothing new is needed. Whereas with Hasbro, they have to invest in all the metal work and that costs hundreds of thousands of pounds sometimes. So that's why I think there's the, the slight disconnect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what were some of the first sets that came out and wh how did they go about choosing which ones were going to be the first ones to come out? Do you know? Um, well, because some of the first sets obviously were based on the prequels. So I think that was, you know, sort of obvious choice in terms of what they were going to do. There was 12 sets in 1999 that came out um, in the in like the initial couple of waves. Um, and 
some of those were obviously from the prequels, as I've said. And they, I'm not quite sure how they chose them. I think they knew that they had to have an X-Wing. I mean, you know, there's always been an X-Wing on the shelves. So there was an X-Wing available. There was um, uh, a TIE fighter. There was a Y-Wing. So they, they sort of ticked some of those big boxes straight away because I think it was obvious that they needed to get those out. Um, interestingly, there was also a Snowspeeder available that first year. Uh, that was one of the first sets out. Um, and we had speeder bikes as well from Return of the Jedi. So every one of the people, sorry, every one of the original trilogy films essentially got a set. And then from, um, oh, also forgot the land speeder as well. We've got land speeder, which makes sense. Um, and then from the prequels, we got a lightsaber duel between Darth Maul and, um, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. We also got a droid fighter. We got Naboo Swamp with Jar Jar Binks. And we also got Anakin's Pod Racer, uh, which was a great little set. And we got the Naboo Fighter. So there was a, you know, a nice mix. Uh, we also got the Sith Infiltrator and we got the Mos Espa Pod Race set. So a nice balance, something really for everyone, whether you were a child or a collector. I remember going into the stores, seeing those for the first time. And I mean, it was for me, I was I was brought up on Lego and Star Wars products. So I would I would have my three and three quarter inch figures and I would build Lego environments for them um, because those weren't readily available. And it was just a great way of creating dioramas and things back in the day, back in the 70s. Um, so for me, doing this was just like a dream come true. Uh, Carl, yeah, do you guys have any questions? Well, I was just going to comment that I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Um, I was a Lego kid, uh, but my Legos were always used, like you said, to build dioramas, to build furniture, to build uh, fortresses and everything, because we just had the basic block sets, you know, for probably the first, I don't know, maybe even 10 years. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So it was just our imagination that, that we had to... to uh, to work with and mine, mine were used for everything from three and three quarter inch star wars all the way up to the eight inch migos uh to play with and i'm like you when i first saw the star wars uh specific kits coming out in 99 i thought ooh, that that would be something that kind of fits because i hadn't you know obviously played for played with uh legos since i was a kid so it'd have been a, like a 30 year gap i guess yeah i was uh, pretty much the same I hadn't dabbled in it at all. Um, my children, my first child was born in 1999. So I had no reason really to go back to Lego at that point. There weren't adult products really for Lego fans at that point. So right. I had no reason. But obviously, the minute that happened, I was I was sort of hooked. Um, but obviously, we were we were being uh, bombarded with new Hasbro product, three and three quarter inch line product. Yep. And when I started seeing the price points on the Lego sets, too, I was kind of like, eh, I don't think I can afford to do both. I've always had to kind of pigeon my, pigeonhole myself into just one specific kind of line. I don't do the 12-inch figures now. I don't do the 6-inch figures. Yep. Um, so I, I kind of, you know, I won't say missed the boat on that. I would have enjoyed buying all those Lego sets and, and building them and, and even displaying them or whatever. Um, but one thing I was fortunate was that, like you, my first son was born in 2000. So when he was old enough, uh, three or four years old, we started buying him the Lego sets. Right. And he's the one in the family that has the Lego Star Wars Lego collection. Right. Okay. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Carl, you have either, a question? Either one of you other rednecks got a question? Well, I, <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't start collecting them until much later. I mean, it was like probably 2010, 11, somewhere in there. And then uh, ended up getting some at like a yard sale. Uh, and got lucky with that. And, and then from there, I just started looking at the clearance aisles and finding a bunch of them you know, for like, you know, 40%, 50% off a lot of times. So that's how I got most of mine. That's how I did a lot of mine as well on clearance, because not only was I collecting Star Wars, you all know I'm Brian Dwayne knows I'm a monster kid too, and I love my horror stuff, so I was collecting it too, so I had to draw a line somewhere. But if I'd see a Lego set that was really cool, you know, 20 or 40% off, I'd be like, oh, okay, I can get that now. I could talk myself into it. Yeah, you seem to get much better discounts in the U.S. than we do here in the U.K., maybe because there's, you know, that they, they, they buy bigger bulk, if that makes sense. Because, you know, you've got Target and Walmart and places like that where they buy for the whole country. Whereas, and, and you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of stores, whereas the equivalent over here may only be 80 or 90 stores. So we we never see the deep discounts that you do. Um, but, you know, being able to buy a Lego set, and I know it happens today where, you know, you, you'll find a, a, a recently retired set or, or a set that's, you know, not sold particularly well and you're able to get 40% off, which is incredible. Yeah, so with the, the 25th anniversary, uh, what have you seen coming out soon? I mean, I know you can't talk about everything, but what can you talk about? Well, um, for, the, for the 20th anniversary, they decided what they would do is that they would um, recreate the original minifigures with the yellow faces. Um, the Lego Star Wars theme was the first theme to go away from the yellow faces of the minifigures, which were there from the get-go um they decided that they needed to have proper flesh faces um and they were doing nba sets around about the same sort of time and obviously they couldn't have yellow faces for some of the nba players because they would look very very odd so they decided to sort of move away from that so when it came to the 20th anniversary in 99 they decided that they would do uh six figures again but they would recreate some of the original figures with the yellow faces so the way that they differentiated them is that on the torsos on the rear, they put the 20th anniversary logo so that if you pick up an original figure or one of the 20th anniversary figures, you're going to know that they're different straight away, which was a really, really good call. And similar to what you know Hasbro have done with some of the retro figures, because some of the retro figures are very, very similar to the original Kenner figures, but obviously they've got a date stamp on them that shows that they're modern rather than a vintage figure, which is really important, really, really important, especially for... Well, with those six figures that they did, there was one of them that was a little hard to get. <laughs> so there was one in a poly bag, which was the Obi Wan Kenobi one, which was a, which was a bit harder. Um, but nevertheless, I, I think they were fairly readily available if you knew where to go. Um, so this time around, they they thought long and hard about what they were going to do, and um, they they keep a list with a couple of fans. Um, of the most desirable minifigures that they've not done yet. Um, and that, that list is updated every year, and some of the figures from that list have been done. So recently, we finally got Aunt Baru. That was a, a, a much, much requested figure, and they did that as a, um, a May the 4th gift with purchase a couple of years ago. Um, and it sold out on day one. No surprise, really, because it was one of the original Trilly figures that we'd never, ever had before. And um, they looked through the list, of which figures hadn't been done 
Um, and they decided that they would do some of the figures from that list, which is, I think, a, r- a really, really good way because a figure like Darth Malak, how would you put that out there in a set? It would be very, very difficult to do. But obviously, we've had, we've, we've had Revan previously, and it doesn't really fit into a set. Same with Arc Trooper 5s. Unless Arc Trooper 5 suddenly appeared in the Bad Batch or something like that, or they go back and they do an old Clone Wars set, it's very, very difficult to put a named character like that into a set or a battle pack or something. So I think what they decided to do is they looked through through the list of missing minifigures, as it were, and tried to work out which ones would never necessarily appear in a set, um, or the possibility of those appearing in a set was much, much slimmer, and therefore those were the minifigures that they would address this year for the 20th anniversary, and they would put in sets. So, um, so there are six coming in sets. Um, we know what two of them are and two of them are available on March the 1st. There's another one coming, I think, on June the 1st and then the other three will come later in the year. And we're also getting a brand new visual dictionary from Dorling Kindersley, which comes out on April 1st. And that has also got a brand new exclusive minifigure in it as well. We don't know what that minifigure is yet. Um, I would imagine we'll be, imagine we'll hear that fairly soon, bearing in mind the book comes out in five weeks time. So it hasn't leaked. No one's got any information on it. So, um, so that's good in a way, I guess. What are the nice. two that we know now? So the two we know now are Arc Trooper Fives and Darth Malak. Those are the two. Just that, those two, okay. Yeah, yeah, and those two are definitely coming out March the 1st. Um, and they come with a really nice 20th anniversary plate. And some of the other sets that we're getting this year are coming with a 20th anniversary brick. So, um, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to get every set to be able to get a brick. Because like, when they celebrated the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary couple of years ago the only set that had that 50th anniversary brick in was a 200 pounds or 200 dollar r2d2 set so a lot of fans were frustrated that if they wanted the brick they've got to spend a couple of hundred dollars to get i bought it (laughs) so but there was a lot of frustration around that so what they've done here with uh the 20th and the 25th anniversary brick is available in sets that i think are around about 50 bucks so it, it means it's a lot more accessible for people which I think is a good thing. Um, and then these minifigures, they've, they've scattered them throughout six different SKUs. So one is on the R2-D2, which we're getting March the 1st, uh, and one is going to be on the Boarding the Tantive 4 set. One, we believe, is going to be in uh, a brand new version of the Sith Infiltrator, which I believe is June the 1st, and that's what they're sort of hinting at. If you go to lego.com at the moment and you go to the Star Wars page, you'll see a silhouette of the of the Sith Infiltrator, so I think it's fairly obvious it's coming. Um, and that will have a 25th anniversary minifigure in it. There's other things that they've got planned. They're also doing a, um, a competition, like a video competition, which is being launched very, very soon. There's more information on that on lego.com. And there's lots of other plans, which I can't talk about yet. Um, <laughs> there, is a, there is a life-size R2-D2 that's going to be going around the US. There's one for the US, one for Europe, and I think one for Asia markets. So that's going to go around to different stores for, so people can have photographs and things taken with that. Um, so that'll be a nice photo opportunity for people. Um, but there's more coming. There's, there's a lot more coming. Um, obviously, they always do some really, really good May the 4th offers. Um, the May the 4th gift with purchase this year is stunning. Um, it has leaked, supposedly. Well, some people think it's leaked. And if you, if you go and have a look out there, you, you may find something that alludes to what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I think they're doing a good job and I think some of the sets that they've got coming out this year are, 
uh, exception. So what uh, what do you do with Lego? Do you uh, like uh, just review stuff, or or what is it that your partnership is with them? So I'm I'm officially a Lego ambassador, um, um, and what that means is is that um, I get to review the sets, I get to sit down and talk to some of the designers and things like that, um, and get to have chats with them and talk to them about. Uh, what's coming, and they show us stuff and bits and pieces like that. So that's why I always get the sets early, um, which is nice. So we're able to review them at Jedi News and share that content with people. Um, and we just get to go to Billund and have a good time and talk to them and um, see some of the stuff that's coming, um, maybe make suggestions if we're given the opportunity to, um, and just see where they're up to with stuff. Uh, for the 20th, the 20th anniversary, they did an amazing event at the Lego House in Billund. They did like a Star Wars evening. Um, and they brought Star Wars collectors in from all over the world. It was it was a ticketed event, but anyone could buy tickets to go. And the Star Wars designers spoke, and they talked about the different sets that had come out over the past 20 years, and anybody that was there was able to ask them a question. It was five years ago. It wasn't videoed or anything like that, which is a real shame. I was actually interviewed by one of the, um, uh, one of the LEGO representatives based on my knowledge of, of LEGO Star Wars and the theme and what Jedi News has been doing for almost 20 years so that was really nice um we're talking to lego at the moment to see whether they can do something similar for the 25th anniversary because it would make sense for them to do something like that um if you go to the lego house in billand they've got a section on star wars and you can see uh in the vault some of the original sets that 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 they did some concepts and things like that for the 25th anniversary they had a gallery that every single minifigure from the theme that come out over the 20 years which was incredible um, every single minifigure from the the very beginning till literally till up to date uh, uh, at that point. So, but uh, quite... on on talking about that uh, at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, they had a big display. That's you know, right. it was of all the minifigures that they had done. Do you have any stories about what they had to do to get that? Well, yeah. I mean, believe it or not, they had to buy quite a lot of those minifigures from eBay. Um, they didn't have a lot of them to hand. So what, what generally happens when they, when they release a set is that they'll put four or five in a vault, which, they, which they'll keep, but they don't necessarily open the sets, um, and they're not there necessarily to open. So when it came to putting that together, they actually had to go to eBay to buy the minifigures or buy some of the minifigures, especially some of the rarer ones, um, because they're not readily available, and they don't keep stocks of them. And... I mean, I've been to their, 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 one of their stock rooms in Billund, and if you imagine the last scene of Indiana Jones, no joke, it's very, very similar to, to, to that last scene in Raiders, but it's probably ten times taller than that. And they've got robots that are Dang. jumping up and down, moving wow. Lego bricks around. It, it's, it's absolutely incredible, and it's state-of-the-art. But they've got it down to such a T that if they know that they're going to use, I don't know, four million red two by four bricks this year they'll create all of those bricks in one go store them so that they don't have to use those molds again because every time they take a new mold and they put a new mold in that means that the machine's down for several hours whilst they change it over so it's better for them it's more economical for them to run run the whole amount that they need for a given period then to change the mold over and to run another brick or another element so they don't keep stock um of the older elements so once they're gone they're gone um so that's why they had to go to ebay to to go and get some of these minifigures because the elements don't exist anymore 
they don't have you know spare because how many spares do you do you keep of all these things it's, it's, so how it's, how do they do the like pick of bricks at all the stores like in the u.s and i don't know if they got them there or not but so so all all of the pick a brick stores what they'll do is is that they will decide normally a year to 18 months in advance what bricks are going into those stores so they will say right we've got 200 lego stores around the world and these are the elements that we're choosing so we're going to produce enough elements for all of the stores so that's that's essentially what they'll do so okay. there is th- th- there is something called um if you're an ambassador or if, if you're a lego user group you have the ability once a year to buy lego in bulk um at a at a preferential rate but when you do that you get sent a list of all the elements and you choose what you want to buy but then you can wait sometimes up to a year to get those elements because they're manufactured specifically for you because there isn't stock so everything is is um for those that are in manufacturing there's something called just in time which means that they have enough product to meet demand um so when for example this is this is actually quite a good story. When the when the original, when the new Millennium Falcon came out in 2017, they did a run of those Millennium Falcons, which they thought would last them six months. For those of us that were buying <laughs> Millennium Falcon, they sold out in 48 hours. Oh my gosh! So, so they literally sold the whole allocation in record time, which was why there was now a three to four month wait for additional stock because they they hadn't put that in a projection. They had no idea it was literally going to fly off the shelves the way it did. So consequently, there was there was a huge wait for other people that wanted it because they just couldn't keep up with demand. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. They're normally pretty good with their projections. They went light um, speed. <laughs> but it, it really, really did. I mean, it, I, I think it shocked them that a set that was costing, you know, six, seven hundred dollars sold the way that it did. So. Um, oh, you you're know. talking about the UCS one. Yeah. Okay talking about the big UCS Falcon that came out in 2017 it's actually retiring this year so oh. if that's what you want then uh, <laughs> you've got the end of the year to get it I haven't got one yet <laughs> if you want it now yeah. big... as, as you can see I have like no room <laughs> yes I think we all suffer with that I mean I've got very little room I've already built two extensions onto my house uh, I think if I was to suggest uh, another extension I think my wife would probably uh, throttle me uh, <laughs> So yeah, and I, I, th- I think we're all in the same boat. I mean, I predominantly collect Lego and three and three quarter inch figures. Uh, I stopped collecting six inch, um, but I've got lots of other bits and pieces. But I'm trying to downsize some of it. Uh, you know, like I've got, for example, the first twenty or thirty Gentle Giant Kenner big jumbo figures, which, you know, they meant something to me originally, but they don't now necessarily. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna get rid of some of the stuff like that, which you know, <coughs> doesn't doesn't excite me as as much as it once did, if that makes sense. Oh, well, I totally understand you. You can see here I've got a bunch of my own. And I quit collecting them as well, just because they were okay. coming out once, maybe a year, with a new one that I really wanted from the original ones. And then sometimes they'd go two years or three years and not have any. And we have, you know, Darth Maul and Mandalorian and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not really interested in those. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. But there's so much to collect. There's, you know, there's, there's so much stuff, um, and I've got best part forty four thousand items in my collection, um, and my wife will probably say it's forty four thousand too many. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. 
So I know what? that brings up a question that I was pondering. I know <coughs> I haven't followed the Lego collecting that much since I'm not a, a don't even dip my toes into it. But I know early on there were collectors who were buying the sets just to get the minifigures out of them and then trying to resell the the sets or maybe successfully reselling the sets. Yep. And of course there are collectors who are just buying the sets but are leaving them in the boxes and never putting them together. And then there are those who buy them and sell them and try to display them. Uh, and I imagine there's probably a fourth uh, type of collector who likes to buy the sets and uh, kit bash them yeah. and make their own creations. So what would you say, How knowing as many collectors, Lego collectors as you do, James, um, what kind of breakdown would you say is prevalent and, and maybe kind of, you know... Yeah, I think, I think most collectors buy the sets and don't necessarily build them uh, which I think is a real shame um, if you go to Rancho Oberon for example you'll see that he's got racks and racks of unbuilt sets he's got some built but very few he's got some kit bash stuff on there as well so he's got like um, a multicolored um, Millennium Falcon UCS Falcon that somebody's built for him and same with an Atat as well which is really cool um, there are a lot of people for, for space purposes that just collect the minifigures because obviously owning 1200 odd minifigures which would go into a um you know a reasonably sized box um is much easier than owning best part of you know 300,000 bricks um plus the storage and everything that goes along with that so i would say that those are probably <coughs> two of the biggest ones I, I i try and build every lego star wars set um i don't always get the opportunity to but i do try and then when I'm done with it, it either go on display or I'll break it back down again. Um, I keep all the boxes. I flatten all the boxes. I uh, keep all the instructions. Uh, and I store the minifigures separately from the bricks. So if I've, if I've broken down a set, I'll keep the minifigures separately. So the, um, my, my, my dream one day is to put all the minifigures on display. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. Um, and I've got all but, you know, three or four of them. Um, that's it. You know, I'm literally missing three or four i think now uh so i've managed to get them what all. uh what sets are you missing then so i'm missing um one of the biggest sets i'm missing is 7163 which is the original republic gunship which had in it jedi bob uh which was the uh the unnamed jedi minifigure it had the original super battle droid in it um it had some unique clones in it i've managed to buy some of those minifigures but not i haven't managed to get super battle droid i'm missing the original um wapo minifigure that came out um, many, many came out in the, in, in the 90s as well. So I'm missing that. But it, fortunately, it's not many. And it's not, Watto's a fairly expensive minifigure. He goes for about $200. Uh, but some of the other, you know, like the Cloud City Boba Fett goes for thousands. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I've got a Cloud City set that is still sealed in box. I've never opened Ooh. it. Um, and that goes for eight to ten thousand dollars it's it's crazy um and then one of the more recent figures they did um when it came to um the i'm just trying to think the last jedi they did a republic bomber set um and they changed the run very very close to the end they substituted the 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 bomber figure the pilot with a named figure called finch dallow um and that minifigure there was only few thousand that got out um and it was a name figure on the box they changed the box they did everything and um, that mini <coughs> goes for 750 800 now uh, maybe wow. a bit. and that's a that's a fairly recent figure from the sequels 
Um, and then you've got all of their exclusives that they've done over the years. And, uh, you know, they, they did a, a yo 10 years ago, exactly, almost to the day. They, they in Times Square, they put a life-size X-Wing, a life-size Lego Star Wars X-Wing. And um, what they did with that is that if you went and bought the X-Wing at Toys R Us in Times Square, which obviously is no longer there anymore, uh, the first 500 people got a Yoda I Heart New York minifigure uh, in a bag. And that minifigure goes for two, $3,000 now as well. Uh, it's one of the most, uh, uh, oh, whatever you call it, duplicated or counterfeited. There you go. <laughs> it, it is. But no, uh, fortunately, no one's done a um, uh, 100% accurate counterfeited version of that yet. And let's hope they don't. Um, so it's pretty easy to, to spot the, the fakes when it comes to those. Uh, fortunately, my brother-in-law was working um, just down the road from Times Square when mm. that came out, um, and he was able to go and get me a set, which I was nice. You know, considering that it cost fifty bucks then, um, with the set, you know, I did very, very well. So, you know, I've I've, I've managed to get most of the exclusives uh, because I go to Toy Fair uh, in New York every year when they do an exclusive there. I've always been able to get it as well. Um, I missed out on one year because the weather was so so bad. Um, and Toy Fair got snowed out, which it does occasionally. So I missed out on the on the Lego Star Wars exclusive that year, and they ended up destroying like half of them. Oh, um, So so that one goes for quite a lot of money, which I don't have. But it but it it actually contained the Yoda I Heart um, minifigure. So I've got the minifigure, so I'm not too perturbed about it about not having that cube, if that makes sense. Um, but look, there's always there's always some elusive items that you want to get your hands on um, that you don't have. Um, as far as sets, is there any sets that you don't have that you wanted? Um, there's a few. So I, um, I use a set that, um, when it comes to Lego collecting, one of the best sites out there in terms of being able to catalogue your, your, your sets is a site called Brickset. Um, Brickset is the, is the second biggest Lego site in the world. So next to lego.com. Um, and you can you can actually record your collections on there, um, and it's really good. So I've got um, I've got on there my my needs, as it were. Uh, and there isn't that many. It's just you know seven one six three, as I said, the uh, original Republic gunship I need, and just a couple of others. But there's not many, fortunately. Um, and I'm not you know I I sort of have a theory that they'll come eventually, and I'll be able to pick them up eventually. Um, and I think most collectors you know sort of have a have a list of you know half a dozen things that they're they're always keeping their eye open for uh, oh, yeah. and i you know they'll come i'm not i'm not too concerned i'm sure one day uh, i'll be able to pick them up um i didn't have cloud city for a long long time and i was able to get that only five or six years ago um for a really really reasonable price um so i did really well so you know it's it's I think sometimes playing the waiting game is actually a positive thing because things come to you, if that makes sense. Yeah. You find them, you know, you end up picking up some of the things in the most unlikely of places or in the most unlikely of circumstances. Um, so, Carl, do you have any questions? I was just, I was just curious. Do you have any sets that you like? Maybe a couple that you consider your all-time favorites. I know that's always hard to pick, but does a couple of things stand out to you that was just perfectly amazing or anything? Um, believe it or not, the the Aunt Beru gift with purchase set means an awful lot to me. Um, because maybe I had a hand in it. Maybe, you know, maybe it was something that I pushed. <laughs> um, it was something that I, 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 I drove Lego mad over many, many years. 
Um, so, so I'm, you know, that that set means quite a bit to me actually. It's it's funny, but you know, such a simple set. Um, Cloud City doesn't mean that much to me actually. It's 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 weird. It's one of the sets. It's one of the only sets that I passed up on um, back in back when it originally came out because I didn't really think it was very good. So I didn't spend the hundred pounds on it then, which is mad considering what it goes for today. Um, one of the best sets that they did during the Clone Wars era, they did a dropship. So it could take an, um, it could take a walker uh, and the dropship, and it, it, it was an incredible set. Uh, and I've actually been talking to Lego recently because that, that was 2012, maybe, they did that, and it was such an amazing set. And I've been talking to the Star Wars team about saying, well, you could redo that. Um, and they really enjoyed doing it because it meant, for them, it was putting two sets together. Um, and it was, you know, a pretty incredible thing to do. Which so, doesn't happen very often, because no, uh, I know no. I've got one with uh, Jabba's dungeon and uh, his palace, where you put yeah. him on top of the other. That's right, that's right. So, you know, maybe they'll revisit that at some point. I hope so, because it was an awesome <coughs> set. The other one that I waited years and years for, I think we all did, was the Atat. I think the UCS Atat that they did a couple of years ago is a stunning, stunning set. And the reason why we waited so long for that was they had to find a way of doing the legs because when you've got that weight of lego standing on a standing on lego as it were they had to find a way to make the whole thing stable um and there were stories going around in 2017 of when they built the ucs millennium falcon so what they do with every single lego set is that once it's been built they they put it in in like a heat oven to generate uh five ten years of standing in a in a window for example so what's going to happen to the set if it stands uh, in the sun for n number of years? So with the Falcon, it was so big, they had to take it to a local sauna in Billund because that was the only way that they could test the set. Um, so when it came, came to the Atat, obviously making sure that that was stable and that would you know, be able to you know, exist in your collections for years and years and years was really important. And they tried and tried and tried for many years until eventually... Uh, they came up with a way of doing it and i think it's 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 a superb set um and i've got that and i bought multiple battle packs to fill it up with snow troopers and stuff uh i think that was an, i think that was an amazing set that they did um I'm trying to think if there's anything else there's uh, you know there's loads i mean um i just i don't know there's something there's something special about a lego set i like the fact that you could if you wanted to change it but i don't know i it just I guess it just takes me back to my childhood and I, I had so much Lego as a child and I just think it's one of the best toys in that it sparks so much creativity and you can do so much with it and I just think it's genius for such such a simplistic thing really a couple of bricks and um, I think they do an incredible job and not just now with Star Wars but with all the other things that they've got going on it's it's amazing what they've been able to achieve and you know when it comes down to the fact that they're just a family-based business that is able to achieve this it's, you know it's just mad um i know you're talking uh see who was i was talking somebody was talking about Dwayne was talking about different ways to collect the legos you know unopen all that other there's one other one as well that i know uh duncan does <laughs> he uh he sends them off and gets them graded <laughs> he? yeah a couple times i've seen them Okay, look, look, there's, there's, there's been a joke over the last, you know, five, ten years that Lego is more valuable than gold, and it is in certain circles because yeah. you can buy a set today, like Cloud City, that cost a hundred dollars 
that's worth eight to ten thousand pounds that's just mad absolutely mad and um you know that there, there is an awful lot of value there is there are people that pay a lot of money for lego um and souls is obviously one of the the biggest themes within the lego portfolio and just does incredibly well for everyone and why not you know if if, if people enjoy it and they're getting something out of it i don't have any graded items in my collection it's not something I'd, i've i've ever really felt the need to do um but you know for those that do you know so be it could you imagine uh, a graded version of the cloud city place <laughs> I mean, be, that thing, 20,000. Yeah, more. It's mad. Um, I mean, I've got um, I've got from 20, 2011 or 2012, I've got, they did uh, for Toy Fair that year, they did a Captain America and an Iron Man minifig. They only did 125 of each. They go for around about $7,000 just for the two Jeez. of those figures. Um, back in the day, and this is a killer, um, so I went to the show, and I went with other people from Jedi News, and they didn't want their minifigures, so they gave them to me. And I don't know, I, you know, I was I was struggling financially at the time with kids and everything else. So I sold two sets for three hundred and fifty pounds, approximately, you know, four hundred and fifty dollars each. Oh. <laughs> now I think myself, so, you know, could buy a small car for what you could get for those. But uh, you know, it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Live and learn. You guys have any other questions? Uh, I, I seem like I did going into this, but since I didn't have a chance to write everything down uh, with my computer being on the on the fritz, uh, nothing's coming back to mind right now. I guess the only other thing I can think of is we did recently we did a podcast on um, just kids still collect action figures, which to the most point we didn't we feel like some do, but not as much. But I do feel there is a lot of kids for Lego though. I mean, it yeah. just seems like, yeah, always, you know, parents shopping for Legos for kids and stuff. And I think part of the reason is Lego does such a good job. If you go into Walmart or Target here, you can usually most of the time find the set you're looking for. So they do do, do a good job with distribution and stuff. Look, I think if you go back 10 years, when when a, when a child got to, you know, 14, 15, 16, they would, they would step away from Lego. And they, you know, they would do other things. These days, because there's so many different strands of Lego available, so many different themes, whether it be Transformers or Lord of the Rings, or there's there's enough there to keep them engaged, even as they go through their teenage years. So there really is something for everyone. And now, I think a lot to do with COVID. Now, so many more adults are coming into it and buying sets. And Lego themselves, you know, the, over 20% of the range now is geared at adults. They're doing sets from Formula One. They're doing, you know, huge cars bugattis and things like that which appeal to lots and lots of different people so there there is something for everyone um and i think that's very very clever that they've been able to diversify so quickly and in a way so thoroughly because they 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 are literally appealing to everyone they did a huge titanic set with over ten thousand pieces a couple of years ago that it constantly sells out and they have trouble keeping it in stock because people love it and it's a project you know people if you go back, I remember, you know, people used to buy a thousand piece jigsaws and have them on the dining room table and spend two, three weeks doing them. People are doing the same now with Lego sets. They're buying Lego sets. They're doing, a, you know, a bag a day, maybe something like that. And then they're putting the, the, the finished model on display. And I think that's a lovely thing to do. Yeah, my dad ended up buying the uh, Ford Mustang that they have. So 
And he probably hadn't played with Lego since he was a kid, probably. Uh, never, actually. We, we, we didn't but, have Legos when I was a kid. We ended up having something, a generic one called Lock Blocks. <laughs> so, yeah, so my family just couldn't afford Lego. Yeah. So that's that's a really, really, you know, a really, really good case. So they are appealing to to people that would never necessarily pick it up. Uh, I've got an uncle who's just turned 70 and is playing with Lego. And, you know, we, we, we bought him Lego for his 70th birthday, which is which is crazy. Uh, but but good in a way, because, you know, I think the older you get, you'll find motor neuron skills potentially get worse. Oh, so yeah. building Lego is actually a really, really positive thing because you're using <clears> those motor skills. So, you know, they're, they're also doing a lot of work with autism and young children and teaching younger children with autism how to build Lego sets. So, for example, you'll have a facilitator who's reading the instructions. You'll have somebody else that's then saying what, what, what bricks are needed for the next step. And then they all take it in turns in building the set. So you've got three people working out how to build the set. And they're using that as a way to deal with autism, to try and get them to, to acknowledge um, how things are done in steps and things like that, which is, which is, which is fantastic. So that, there isn't any other toy like this where even if you wanted to tomorrow, you could turn around and say, right, I'm fed up with that model. I don't like it anymore. You can go and build something else. There aren't many other toys that you can do that with. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, do you have any other, I guess, tidbits or anything else uh, that you'd like to talk about? Um, there's so much more coming. Yeah. This year is <laughs> going to be a really, really big year for the brand, uh, for the theme. Um, it's very exciting. Obviously, there's lots of rumors out there about Sauvage and other, other things. Sauvage is one of the only sets, one of the only big sets that Lego haven't done. So uh, if that does come to fruition, I'm sure it will be done very you mean well. as a, a UCS set? As a UCS okay. set, yeah. Because so, I have the, the smaller one. Yeah, they've done, they've, they've done a, like, a play version of the Sauvage twice. But it's one of the only UCS sets that they've not done in terms of, you know, big, bigger models. So there's... You know, there's been leaks about that coming potentially later in this year. So if that comes to fruition, I think that will be very, very popular and long overdue in the same way that the ATAT was, you know, 20 years in the making and uh, finally came out. So I think if that happens, it will be very, very well received by the community. Um, but there are there are lots of exciting things coming. So. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming and, uh, and talking about LEGO with us. Uh, LEGO Star Wars being the 25th anniversary. Anytime. Thank you for having me. And... Uh, We'll uh, start off by, there will be uh, some Ask Bo questions for those of you that, uh, uh, that's my son, by the way, James. I don't, I don't know if you you knew that uh, some, occasionally on this, on this podcast we'll have some Ask Bo questions and people will send in, you know, asking my son. He's 10 years old. Right. So, you know, to get his perspective on stuff, which is really, really neat. It's good. It's really important. So we'll have some of those at the end here. And uh, Carl, you want to read us out? Um, first of all, we want to mention our Patreon we have, and we want to thank the Patreon members that we already have that help us out with the podcast. And if you want to, you can help us out as, as little as a dollar a month, and that is patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. And we have a Facebook page as well as a Facebook group, and you can find us on facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector podcast. Um this month's Facebook shout-out goes to Seth Knorr. Thanks for listening, Seth. Thanks, and Seth. And you can also leave us an iTunes review if you want to or other places that you listen to that may have reviews. 
We're also on Discord, and if you need to contact us through email, you can reach us at tswcpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you next month. I saw you. All right, everybody, I'm here with Bo. Hi, Bo. Hi. All right, so we got some Ask Bo questions, and today the first question comes from, or these questions come from Robert McRobbie. And the first question is, if you could pick three things from your dad's collection, what would they be? Um, Speak into the microphone. The Lego Republic Cruiser and the Lego Ghost and the Lego Death Star. And the Lego, oh good, those are three good ones. Those are like the three most expensive Legos I have. <laughs> so why'd you pick those? I like them. Okay. Why do you like them? They look cool. They have a lot of minifigures? Some of them do. Yeah, the, I think the Death Star has like 24. Yeah. It has a lot. Several different versions of the same characters. Okay. Um, what do you think is your dad's favorite Star Wars item that he saved from his childhood? Um, the Falcon. The Millennium Falcon, yeah. That's a that's a good one. I like that one. And that's one of the few things that I had every single piece to. You know, even today, have every piece to it. Because a lot of people lose that uh, little Millennium Falcon ball. You know, the training ball. Yeah, they'll lose that. Alright. Um, do you save anything in your collection that you leave in the package? No. Alright, why don't you leave stuff in the package? Say I it. Play it. Like yeah, because you want to play with it. Of course. What kid wants to leave stuff in the original package? And I didn't. Did you? No. Of course not. You still have some stuff in the package, though, that you need to open a few things. <laughs> but but you'll get to it eventually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the most valuable item in your dad's collection? Or in my collection? Uh... Yeah, I'm not sure what that thing's called. It's from San Diego Comic-Con. It has uh, the Jar Jar Binks and Carbonite and has uh, six figures wrapped around it that are on cards that were, I guess, originally just thoughts. That are, you know, uh, different versions that they were going to, that they had thought about before coming up with the actual vintage line the way it is now. And uh, so they put some other figures from the vintage collection onto those cards and uh used them for that that and uh of course it's the only way you can get jar jar and carbonite and that thing's worth probably a couple thousand dollars what do you think about that wow <laughs> um what is your favorite item in your collection my figures oh your figures Okay. Yeah, because you like playing with them a lot, don't you? Mm -hmm. You even play with them uh, with stuff that's not even Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like the Star Trek um, what's shuttle. It? Shuttle, yeah. Got a Star Trek shuttle that. I, where'd you get that at? Was that at a Star mm -hmm. Wars event or something? I think it was like a yard sale or something. Yard sale? Yeah, he plays with it with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
what uh, what are you looking forward to in the future of Star Wars stuff that you've heard of? Anything? No. No, you haven't heard of anything yet? Mm, no. And stuff that's not out yet? Alright, what uh, what do you think of the Bad Batch so far? I like it. You like it a lot? Don't give me spoilers out, just in general ideas. You know, I don't want you telling people spoilers about Bad Batch who hasn't seen it yet. Hmm? But you do like it, right? Yeah. Do you like, uh, did you like any of the other shows that's been out? Like what? Well, I mean, what was your favorite show that's been out so far? You got Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, Andor. It's hard to pick. <laughs> you don't have one that's your all-time favorite of all of them? No. No, you like them all? Yeah. Except for Andor. I never finished it. You never finished it. Maybe you'll finish it. Before season two. Because mm-hmm. you got to see season two. It, I hear it's got K2SO in it. Yeah. All right, anything else you want to talk about? No. Well, I guess that's it. So, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.